I think it's fair to say that uh, the assignment for Unit 13, Managing Financial Principles and Techniques, is the one that most people fear. But really, and I say this as someone who's not quantitatively minded at all and is uh, by no means an expert on matters financial, um, I think most people kind of overthink and overcomplicate it. So um, let's have a go at uh, working through how we can simplify as much as possible this 15 credit, uh, 45 hour guided learning hour unit. Um, and I think if you stick very closely to the to the brief, you won't need to use any anything like 45 hours to, to crash through it. Uh, and don't be put off by all the jargon and stuff. Um, most of it is uh, very simply demystified by doing a bit of research on, on Google, watching a bit of Bloomberg TV or something, and uh, you'll, you'll soon be up to speed with it. So the assignment brief then. This assignment is divided into several written, normally, subsections that together comprise a report. With examples from corporate annual reports, and we suggest EasyJet just because it's so accessible and actually applies some of the ratios and things that we speak about a little later, and it's just a great read, and other sources explain some selected approaches to pricing and, you know, do define pricing. Most people don't realise there are different ways of establishing a price, so this shows the difference between us who think and know about this stuff and those that don't. Explain some selected approaches to pricing available to businesses and their advantages and disadvantages. Meeting assessment criteria 1.1, 1.2, 1.3, which are 1.1. Explain the importance of costs in the pricing strategy of an organisation. 1.2. Design a costing system for use within an organisation. Don't be put off, it's not as bad as it sounds. 1.3. Propose improvements to the costing and pricing systems used by an organisation. Down to the further assessment guidance around these. <clears throat> for this unit, where possible, we are advised, learners should use information, examples and research from their own organisations or one that they are familiar with. And you will be familiar with EasyJet or whoever if you read their annual report or a couple of them from the past few years. Learners should provide clear explanations of the function of forecasting and appraisal tools in the managerial decision-making process, giving relevant examples of current business practice. Learners should be able to demonstrate the use of forecasting techniques and interpret information arising from project appraisal and calculate ratios using appropriate spreadsheet presentation. For 1.1, learners need to explain the importance of costs in the pricing strategy of their chosen organisation. And the EasyJet annual report, being in a highly competitive, cost-sensitive industry, is very open about that. For 1.2, the costing system that learners design must be appropriate for use in the organisation that they are designing the system for. Think about a sandwich shop if you want. In order to show full understanding, learners could describe other systems they considered in this process and explain the reasons behind their final design. That sounds like a good idea. There must also be evidence of research into cost classifications, define that, and cost control mechanisms, define that. In AC 1.3, learners need to propose improvements to the costing and pricing systems used. They could justify their recommendations by stating the benefits their proposed improvements would or could bring to the organisation. So, in terms of the unit content then, cost and prices, absorption and marginal costing, their nature, similarities, differences and uses, etc. Influences on pricing strategy. It's all there for you. Cost systems, classifications, recording, analysing, job costing, batch costing, process costing, many types of costing. And responsibility and control of systems, cost centre, profit centre, investment centres and so on. So, that's that sorted. On to the second element. 
choose one company's annual report and identify examples of how it is targeting costs and establishing prices. Think of another smaller business that you are a customer of. How do you think it controls its costs and reach, reaches pricing decisions? For this smaller business, A, how might it apply the approaches used by the large corporation you discussed? And B, what other options would a review of cost classifications and control mechanisms offer to this smaller business? And for that, we're looking at uh, assessment criteria beginning with the number three. 3.1, select appropriate budgetary targets for an organisation. 3.2, participate in the creation of a master budget. Define that for an organisation. Compare actual expenditure and income to the master budget of an organisation, 3.3. 3.4, evaluate budgetary monitoring processes in an organisation. Down to the further assessment guidance for 3.1 onwards. It might be useful if an assessment also covers 2.1, which is learners need to apply forecasting techniques. Learners can use forecasting techniques as part of a process of selecting appropriate budgetary targets for their chosen organisation. Learners need to explain why the budgetary targets they have selected are appropriate. For 3.2, learners need to demonstrate how they've participated in the creation of a master budget in or for their chosen organisation. For 3.3, learners need to compare actual uh, expenditure and income to the master, that's the planned budget of their chosen organisation. This may involve calculating budget variances and articulating what they mean or what might have caused them. They should also be able to judge the materiality of the variances. Again, lots and lots of definitions needed there. When evaluating the budgetary, monitor budgetary monitoring processes in their chosen organisation for 3.4, learners should be able to recognise, i.e. you need to evidence that the generic limitations of budget variances are understood and how this might be different for types of budgets, for example, fixed budgets versus flexible budgets. And up to the unit content, which uh, rather helpfully is all about participating in budgetary processes, target setting, comparison to previous years, links between targets, process, uh, the steps in the process, relationship to cost and quality control, resource utilisation, types of budget, and monitoring processes, the need for prompt and relevant corrective action variances, and so on. Up to the next part of the assessment guidance then. Using the annual report of a successful company, e.g. EasyJet, T-Mobile USA, evidence how such organisations apply forecasting techniques, that's 2.1 onwards, to make cost and revenue decisions. Catalogue some of the sources of funds available, 4.1, 4.2. Explain how such businesses monitor budgets and how they explain variance from planned expenditure. You may need to do some additional research on the tools available. And that's um, an overlap there where there's another opportunity to deal with assessment criteria, uh, criteria 3.1, 3.2 and 3.3. So if we go down now and look at assessment criteria, which begin with uh, 2 and 4, they are 2.1. Apply forecasting techniques to make cost and revenue decisions in an organisation. Assess the sources of funds available to an organisation for a specific project. Where can money be got? 2.2. 4.1. Recommend processes that could manage cost reduction in an organisation. Define cost reduction. 4.2. Evaluate the potential for the use of activity-based costing. Define activity-based costing down to further assessment guidance for the twos 2.1 learners need to apply forecasting techniques to make cost and revenue decisions in and for their chosen organization the assessment should give learners the opportunity to utilize a range of techniques learners will need to state why they've used a particular technique the limitations of it and how information derived from applying it can be used to make cost and revenue decisions 
for 2.2. Learners need to assess the source of funds available. The assessment should give the opportunity to research a range of possibilities for funding. No specific number given, just, you know, two or three, I would suggest, possible sources of funding for investment in projects. For 4.1, the recommendation should take into account the idiosyncrasies of the organisation, the specific things to it. Learners should consider at least three processes that could manage cost reduction before making any recommendations. Learners need to explain the difficulties that may need to be overcome when implementing the recommended process. So that practical realism uh, coming back in the gang there. For 4.2, in order to evaluate the potential for the use of activity-based costing, which you'll need to define, Learners will first need to describe what it is and explain how it works. That's uh, a fairly clear and obvious statement there. And as you would expect, all the material to enable you to effectively deal with um, those assessment criteria are given in the unit content and in the accompanying PowerPoint slide decks and other reading. There's a lot to cover in this one, there really is. With reference to the strategic acquisition of one company by another, or a similar size project, if there's one that appeals to you, explain the investment appraisal provided. And obviously investment appraisal, that's going to be something you need to define. We suggest you consider something like the relatively recent Aberdeen Asset Management and Standard Life merger. And this meets the assessment criteria 5.1 through to 5.3, which are... 5.1. Apply financial appraisal methods to analyse competing investment projects in the public and private sector. 5.2. Make a justified strategic investment decision for an organisation using relevant financial information, the evidence. 5.3. Report on the appropriateness of a strategic investment decision using information from a post-audit appraisal. Lots of big words there down to the further assessment guidance for 5.1. Learners need to demonstrate how they've applied financial appraisal methods to analyse competing investment projects in the public and private sector. Learners need to compare and, and analyse a minimum of two projects in each sector, that's four altogether, and apply a minimum of three appraisal methods. They need to use some of the results from this analysis exercise to make a justified strategic investment decision for an organisation. That's assessment criteria 5.2. They must also show that they can use sensitivity analysis, define that, and relevant qualitative information when making their, their investment decision. To further complicate things, Pearson advise a different scenario could be used for 5.3. Learners should already have information from a post-audit appraisal of a strategic investment decision made in an organisation, and they should supply the strengths and weaknesses of the investment decision before making conclusions on its appropriateness. And as you'd expect, Unit Content 5 is all about the financial appraisal techniques, capital revenue expenditure, types and interaction of risk, sensitivity analysis, investment appraisal, accounting rate of return, payback period and cash flows, various ways of uh, monitoring the return on value and investment, and audit matters. And then as we bring this assignment briefing to a close, thank goodness, the assessment criteria 6.1, 6.2 and 6.3 dealt with in this. Drawing on the data provided in the corporate annual report, analyse the financial information provided to explain the financial viability of the business. Apply several financial ratios to the annual report to add value to our understanding of that business. Having applied those ratios, interpret the findings in terms of how they could help an investor decide whether to buy shares in the business or how the company might improve its performance down to criteria 6.1 onwards. 
analyze financial statements to assess the financial viability of an organization, make sense of the numbers, apply financial ratios to improve the quality of financial information in an organization's financial statements, so do your own stuff to uh, look beyond what you're provided with, basically. 6.3, make recommendations on the strategic portfolio of an organization based on its financial information. Further assessment guidance. 6.1, Learners will not need to produce the financial statements. Their analysis should utilise at least three different financial statements when assessing the financial ability of a chosen organisation, so there's helpful granularity. For 6.2, the ratios applied to improve the quality of financial information in their chosen organisation need to cover liquidity, define profitability, define that, and efficiency, define that with at least two in each category. Tick those off. For 6.3, learners need to make recommendations on the strategic rather than operational portfolio of their chosen organisation. They need to include the alternatives that were considered before arriving at the recommendations. So the things that were down-selected from. Where work-based assignments are not possible, case studies could be used so that learners have the opportunity to successfully meet the assessment criteria. And that's why we point you towards the companies that, uh, that we've mentioned. So, unit content for six, be able to interpret financial statements. Statements, estimates and assumptions, profit and loss account, balance sheet, cash flow, spreadsheets, etc, etc, balance scorecards. Financial ratios, the key ones around liquidity, efficiency, profitability. Interpretations and limitations of ratio analysis, emphasis on the interpretation of ratios, etc, etc. So, um, obviously, these are somewhat technical and detailed matters, which you uh, may not know anything about at the moment. um, But... You know, they are totally um, demystifiable and uh, will begin to be seen for the common sense that they are by you, I'm sure. So that's the assignment for Unit 13, Managing Financial Principles and Techniques.